little better because when you started saying the most amazing legacy in history, I thought for sure you were talking about yourself. So I just feel so much better to know that you uh, are humble enough. To... It's kind of a big deal, Terry. Yes, I, know, I do I know. have the, uh, the nameplate right here. Live your life with purpose, change someone's life for the better, and leave a lasting impact on those around you. Welcome to Finish Strong, the podcast designed to help you discover your unique purpose and develop a plan to leave a powerful legacy. In this episode, Dan, Brian, and Terry discuss how you can live your legacy. Here's Dan to get us started. You hear a lot about leaving a legacy. What does that really mean? Have you thought about your legacy? Is it just financial or is it of eternal value? Well, we're going to talk about it today on Finish Strong. This episode, we're going to call Living Your Legacy because we feel like if you want to leave a legacy, you need to live your legacy every day. And I'm your host, Dan Wheeler, joined by Brian Rowland and Terry Steen, my partners in Fearless Faith. Terry, leaving a legacy involves so many things, but it's something we need to be thinking about, especially as we grow older. Exactly. And I just wish I would have spent more time, I guess, thinking about it when I was younger, because, you know, as we're hitting the age we are now, uh, it's just something that kind of stares you right in the face and you realize, whoa, time's getting short. You know, Brian and I were just talking about that. We said, is Terry going to leave a legacy of any kind here? He better get on it. Uh, just kidding. That's the um, big question mark. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's go to our eldest statesman, Brian, because Brian, leaving a legacy has got to be staring you in the face. Right? It's staring me in the face. You know, we were talking a little earlier about leaving our legacies and just it was what Terry said, too. But but it leads me to thinking about what have we done for the Lord? And that's like fearless faith is was formed on what what are we giving back and what are we doing? And and it's the same thing where people are watching what we're doing and what we're saying and how we're reacting to things. And not just 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 family, but other people around us and people we don't even know are just watching us, watching us in a car, watching us in a store just they, they see how we react to things and how we handle things and and if we are truly living like like god said to he said you know love one another like i loved you what jesus told us and and are we leaving that kind of a legacy and it's very important to live a legacy so that you can leave something for the next generation to grow on and they can use that as a platform that they can uh, move forward with their life they, they start earlier than life than i did thank god i hope they do and <laughs> because like like uh, you said i'm staring it in the face yeah I, I just ducked under and missed it the other day. So hopefully I'm going to be around for another 20, 30 years, but uh, well, well, at least 20. <laughs> so we'll give it a shot. Okay. Well, uh, stay tuned because a little later on, I'm going to tell you about one of the most amazing legacies in history. It comes from a guy named Jonathan Edwards. He was a preacher during the 1700s. He preached the famous sermon, Sinners in the Hands of a, an Angry God. But we're going to talk during this episode about uh, what you want your headstone to read. How do you want it to read? We're going to talk about what would you want your obituary to say and what legacy will you leave your family? I looked up Billy Graham's headstone, guys, just to see what it says. He has on there preacher of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then he has the verse John 14, 6, which says, Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And I thought, leave it to Billy Graham to leave a witness even on his headstone. Yeah, that's pretty neat, isn't it? Anyone even going to read the headstone 
Even after his death, he is leaving a witness. That's pretty cool. I thought I'd like to have on mine, though. I I told you I was sick. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, B. (laughs) On Beth's, we put she loved all and was loved by all. And 1 Corinthians 13, because that was Beth. She was all about love. So what are you about? I've thought about a couple. One, I, I thought maybe he prayed or he walked with God. But um, then I, after reading Billy's, I thought, boy, if we could leave a witness, even on our headstone, I mean, that would be a lasting legacy, too. Mm-hmm. So true. I, I've thought about that uh, since we began working on this episode. I really hadn't thought about it much. And the reality is I may get cremated and not have a headstone. So <laughs> I don't know. but I think if I were to analyze my life and what one of my priorities would be that I'd like to be said, it would be something like he served others first because I've tried to make my life a life of servanthood and would probably use Matthew seven twelve. will do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But that servanthood is what I'm trying to, uh, uh, really get get through life with. And you've gotten better. I remember in college you had an underhand serve in tennis, so <laughs> See, now it looks hand. like you developed an overhand. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian, what do you think you'd want well, you to say? Have you given it any it's, thought? It's interesting because I was thinking that same verse that Terry said, but what I thought of, if, if I had a headstone, what I would want on it is a friend to everyone, a stranger to no one. You know, I thought that oh, that would be that's good. more of that's interesting. what I think I'm about. I mean, I, I people say, yeah, friends everywhere you go. Well, it's it's I just uh, like meeting people and like being around people. And, and uh, um, that's just what I think I'd like to have on my headstone if I ever have one. I think that applies to you. I can testify to that. Brian has friends everywhere. He's a friendly <laughs> sort of a guy. I like it. <laughs> Terry, maybe you and I should try that. Yeah. <laughs> can you have multiple lines on your headstone and then yeah. work your way down? I don't it's know. It's one of those standing ones, you know, instead of a, st- yeah. a standing one. So. I'm going to have to have a real big stone, and then I'll try to get one out of ten or something like that. So. <laughs> Well, but a legacy is really something that will endure. And we read about that in the Bible, Matthew 6, 19 and 20. Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is. There your heart will be also. So so I ask you, are you thinking about investing in finances, property, buildings? We need to be investing in lives. Yeah. Because when lives are changed, that has eternal value. Brian, have you thought about that? A changed life is changed for eternity. That's the truth, you know, Dan. And and the thing is, is that I've never been one to go out and pass out uh, tracks and, you know, stand on the corner or, or, or preaching salvation to people. But it's, I always thought I want to lead by example and let people ask me, which happens then. They said, you know, the main thing I get was from people, it's like, how come you're always smiling? And I used to ask my mom that. I said, mom, people say I'm always smiling. She goes, tell them because you have Jesus in your heart. And it's true. And when people say it to me, how can you go through with this? Or how can you do that? I just tell them it's Jesus. He's in my heart. And if he's in your heart, you can do that as well. 
Yeah, that's a great witness. You know, the Bible has a lot to say. Now, I read Matthew 6, 19 and 20. We're going to share a few other verses. Brian and Terry each have uh, verses from the Psalms that talk about this. Mm-hmm. Brian, uh, Psalm 78, 4. Do you have that one? Yeah. It says, we will not hide them from their descendants. We will tell the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. So it's not going to stop here with you. It's going to go on. And so you want to live that legacy. Yeah. And if you look down uh, further into Psalms 145, it kind of echoes what you just said. Be It says, one generation will commend your works to another and they will tell of your mighty acts. Mm. Think about the generation before you. Think about your parents. Think about your grandparents and what you learned from them. What did they pass on to you? And this is exactly what God's talking about. And we have such a responsibility to pass down to our kids and to our grandkids the stories. You know, we know that society is diluting the Bible and Christianity day by day by day. It's important for us to make sure that those stories are in their hearts. Joshua talks about this in the book of Joshua. He had taken uh, 12 stones out of the Jordan River when he was at Gilgal. And he says in verse 21, in the future, he was talking to the Israelites, in the future when your descendants ask their fathers, what do these stones mean? Tell them Israel crossed the Jordan on dry ground for the Lord your God dried up the Jordan before you until you had crossed over. The Lord your God did to the Jordan just what he had done to the Red Sea when he dried it up before us until we had crossed over. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. And that's uh, passing it on to the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And over in Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7, I think it tells it all right here when it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. We've all heard that verse so many times. But the next one is these commandments that I give you today are to be in your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. He wants us just to remember these and to pass them along. Boy, that's good. I uh, was doing a little research this afternoon, and I came across an amazing legacy. I talked about one of the most amazing in history, Jonathan and Sarah Edwards. They lived in the 1700s. He was a famous preacher, as I mentioned, um, very influential in the, the Great Awakening, the Great Spiritual Awakening, which we're praying for happens again here in the United States and all around the world. But Jonathan and Sarah had 11 children. Wow. They lived busy lives. Um, (laughs) And as their children got older, they would always include them in important discussions about life. Well, in the 1900s, someone did a study of the genealogy of Jonathan and Sarah Edwards to look at the kind of legacy they, they did. Listen to this. Of their descendants, there were 100 lawyers and a dean of a law school. There were 80 holders of public office, 66 physicians and a dean of a medical school, (laughs) 65 college and university professors, 30 judges, 13 college presidents, three mayors of large cities, 
three state governors, three U.S. senators, <laughs> a controller of the U.S. Treasury, and a vice president of the United States. Wow. Now, I'm a little embarrassed because I might have a couple wannabe comedians. I, I don't know. But is is that not amazing? That's amazing. And I just, I really feel better because when you started saying the most amazing legacy in history, I thought for sure you were talking about yourself. So I just feel so much better to know that you uh, are humble enough to... He's kind uh, of a big deal. Yeah, I know, I know. So, <laughs> you know, I, 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 yes, I do have the, uh, the nameplate right here. <laughs> of course, you can't see it. No, can you imagine a family legacy like that? That's mm. incredible. Amazing. I really can't. Amazing. But uh, talk about setting the standard, right? The gold standard. Um, obviously, they had a very a lot of smart people, which that would exclude me from ever having that. <laughs> but you know what I think it comes down to, Dan? It's doing it intentionally. It's living mm. intentionally. And I think that's exactly what happened with that family. Just like any successful life doesn't happen by accident, right. you're not going to leave a lasting legacy by accident. Mm-hmm. It has to be intentional. And that's something that, you know, I've talked about servanthood and that being one of my priorities in life. And, um, you have to be very intentional at doing that. When I go on an airplane, I always keep my eye open for a a lady or somebody or an older person who's not able to get the luggage up on the high rack and always looking to do that. Or I'm very conscious about holding doors open for people. But Terry, isn't it embarrassing when you can't lift their suitcase (laughs) up and you fall over? Hey, come on. It's only happened twice. (laughs) (laughs) I remember that time you fell backwards and everybody had to catch you. It was really embarrassing. And it was one of those little tiny ones that go in there. Okay, the one time I pulled a hammy and I had trouble getting off the plane. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, I guess we digress. But you're right, looking for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, it's something because it's little things that you do. Like we have new neighbors that moved in across the street. It's a young couple, their first home. They're great kids, man. We just love them. But they, they were gone a lot and they kept getting packages every day getting packages and they're on the front door so i had gotten his phone number when he first got here we, we exchanged numbers so i started texting him saying you have these huge packages on the front and he was like just leave them there we'll be back in a couple days and i'm going you don't want to leave them out front there's too many of these porch pirates around so i went over and just started putting them in the backyard and moving them over there and then one got so big i said man this is just heavy and my my other neighbor comes out and he goes can i help you with that and we both got it to the backyard but that was just something you do and people notice that my neighbor noticed me doing it he came over to help me i just thought that was it was amazing but that's the type of stuff that people notice in you i hope it wasn't a full-size pool table that you were moving i I tell you what (laughs) it was like a dresser it was huge and it was heavy (laughs) Wow. Well, you know, when I'm with my grandkids is when I think about it. I'll often try to do something to show them, Mm -hmm. you know, the way a Christian should be, like pay for the groceries or pay for the person behind me in line at Wawa. And and then uh, they're always so thankful. And usually the cashier will say something like that was so nice. Then we'll get in the car and we'll talk about it. My grandkids will say, ask me why I did that. And I'll say, you know, because as a Christian, we're supposed to do those acts of service so that others can see Christ in us. And then I always say to the person, well, God has blessed me, and I, I hope that you'll pass it on, pay it forward. But that's that's intentional living. As you said, Terry, hold the door open for someone, 
help someone who's struggling, help push a car out of a ditch. Have you ever in winter? Well, you guys don't live around snow, and but <laughs> I still anymore. do. Yeah. <laughs> Used to. Yeah. <laughs> but I've done that where, you know, you just want to drive by and keep going and make sure you don't get stuck. And then I always feel like, oh, okay, better pull it over. Go back, see if they need help. And you're hoping they say no. But no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, another neat thing when you talk about grandkids is to let them see you reading the Bible. Let them see you praying. Very Pray important. with them. So, so important. Ask them to pray. Really instill that so they see Papa and they see their dad doing that. And that just goes a long way to set. I know my dad, anytime, if I would get up early in the morning norm, before normal and he hadn't left for work yet, I would walk out in that kitchen and he was eating breakfast and reading his Bible at six right. o'clock mm. in the morning before he'd go to work. And I never forgot that. Yeah, you know, we used to have family altar after supper every night and we would sit around and read the Bible and, and, and read a, a story and, and talk about it. And my, my next door neighbor, he came, he would come over and sit there with us. One of my best friends, he'd sit there with us and listen, he remembers that to this day. It's just like my word. He goes, I used to come by there because it was just, I couldn't believe you guys were just sharing like you were sharing and talking and praying. And there's nobody, hmm. nobody did that in his family. Yeah, the Bible hmm. tells us in Matthew twenty two thirty seven, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy strength, with all thy soul. And we need to pass that on. And I love to tell my my uh, grandkids Bible stories, and I try to make them real exciting, you know, and put some drama in them. And uh, they're usually very interested. And then we talk about it, teaching them songs. I was teaching little Brookie the other day. She was in the car riding with me, and we were singing the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's yeah. the book for me. You know, but those songs are so important to get in their spirit. So who left a legacy for you guys? Who can you think of? I can think of two men along with with my parents right. but i'd like to hear from you first brian yeah um I, there were several guys that i that were in my church my sunday school teachers and then as i was growing up uh nick calavecchio tony gugliata and joe gugliata john wilson lenny phillips all these guys are fabulous sounds like men. the mafia doesn't yeah, it, it does. <laughs> but i'll tell you bruce motter just impressed me so much and and he was our dentist and and uh but he was big in the churches for song leading and for teaching but you never heard a bad word come out of his mouth. You always saw him helping others, helping other families. And uh, he, he was always inspiration to me. And I can always go to him and talk to him about anything at any time. Because my dad passed away right after I got out of school. And I had questions, that, especially that coming from college, I had other questions. And he was always there for me. And so that's, that's a legacy he left, man. And he just passed away this last year. But I'll never forget him. Mm, that's great. Terry? Well, uh, of course, my parents, uh, they would be key for me, especially my dad. My dad was such a man of integrity, such a hard worker, and I got at least one out of two of those. Hmm. So I won't tell you which one. <laughs> okay. <But> no, I'm <laughs> not, no, I'm still thinking. No, it's, it's, <laughs> Now, and then another one was a, a guy, a gentleman in our church. He was a deacon. He owned a bridge company, a really wealthy man, influential man. His name was George Kramer, and he always helped and looked out for other people. He gave three of my brothers, he gave jobs on the bridge construction crew, and I, I even worked in the summers of college there, and he helped me get a connection at Evangel College to get a baseball scholarship. And he was just always using his influence to help others. And that always really set with me. 
My best friend's dad, uh, Don Ranham, my parents were divorced when I was younger, but his dad would pick me up for school every day. They lived just one block over. And uh, he'd come to all of our sports games, and he would always find something positive that you did during a game. And he'd talk about it and just build you up and lift you up. And I have to say, in all my time I spent around him, I never, ever heard him say a bad word about anybody else. Never talked hmm. about other people except in glowing manners. Yeah. But I had another guy, Don Glasky was the head of the Area Youth for Christ in my county, and he really got me involved in Bible quizzing, and we would go on these bus trips, and, and he was so influential to me. And, of course, my parents. My mom was such a prayer warrior, and she taught me to pray, and we knelt when we prayed. What a legacy. But, you know, we're getting near the end of our time together, and I want you to think about this question. What would you want people to say about your funeral? You know, you, you picture that you're laying there in the casket and people are coming up. What are you hoping they would they would say? I hope they'd say, wow, he, he was really a giver. He was a man of integrity. He, he was a man of faith. And he, and he loved his Lord. How about you, Terry? Yeah, that, that would be what I would hope. I think that's still where I'm striving and don't feel that that's easily going to come out of people's mouths, that I love God with all my heart and I did my best to serve and obey him. But, but I also want to leave that servanthood uh, in there as well. And one other thing I thought about was that I'd like him to say he lived to enjoy every day. He said yes more than he said no. He loved to have fun, had a good sense of humor, loved to laugh. I think Mm -hmm. those are important things, too, when your friends and family remember you. Okay, I know you question my sense of humor, but we can talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, was that humorous? Oh, okay. (laughs) I agree with you, Terry. Uh, uh, I thought about it, and I was looking at what I would write in an obituary, which is a lot of things I'd want the people to say. And, and it would be like, um, well, I live life to its fullest. So I seldom was without a smile on my face. And, and that people knew that I, w- I was a born-again Christian, that I, I, I was a God-fearing man that, and, and respected the gospel and used the Bible as my true north. And, and that, I, that I was a faithful husband for, I'm going to say, over 30 years because I want to be here a little longer. Hmm. But I just, um, I, I, I look at that, and, and that, again, like a, he was a friend to everyone and a stranger to no one. That's what I want him to say. Well, we're in our 60s. Um, well, Brian's <laughs> about to cross the 7-0. But uh, our producer is a mere child, <laughs> 35 <laughs> years old, right, John? 36, 36. 36. Did, did anything <laughs> we say today connect with you about leaving a legacy or what you want people to say about at your funeral or your obituary? Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, there's several things that you guys talked about in this conversation that has sparked things where people have left a legacy in my life. Number one, mm. uh, mm-hmm. when I was growing up and I would come down in the morning before my dad went to work, I would see him and my mom having their devotion time together at the kitchen table, spending time with the Lord. And that just instilled something in me that the love of the word of God, the importance of putting the Lord first every single day. And then I was also thinking about my grandfather. He was 98 when he passed away. Uh, He was a World War II veteran, and he 
was so worried about the legacy that he was going to leave for his grandkids. And he took us out for breakfast all the time. And so he was intentionally trying to do things so that we would remember him. And he, his love for ice cream has been instilled in me so much that every time I have ice cream, I can't not think about him and the, the lessons that he's taught me. That's so cool. That's yeah. Super. Mm-hmm. Guys, what impressed me about our discussion is all of us had examples and we were all paying attention when we were smaller mm-hmm. as to what we wanted to be when we grew up. And, and that needs to inspire us to pass it on to the next generation. What stood out to you, Terry? Well, I think the key for me was be proactive, be intentional. Just make sure you do everything you can to please God as you move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brian, final thoughts? Yeah, I really think that it's, again, people observing what you're doing at all times. I don't have any children, so it's other people that are around me that I'm, I'm trying to leave a lasting impression on. You know, that reminds me of something. I had a gentleman come up to me at one of my reunions. It was probably 10 years ago. And he said, Dan Wheeler, I've been looking for you for a long time to tell you I'm a Christian because of you. And I said... <laughs> Really? What what did I ever do? And he said, well, before every basketball game, you'd sneak off into a corner and everybody saw you. We knew what you were doing. You you mm-hmm. knelt and prayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How neat is that? Uh-huh. You never know who's watching. And I just thought, thank you. Thank you, Lord. I never thought anybody watched, but, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. they always are. So we've got to think about that. We've got to live intentionally to leave a legacy. You have to live a legacy. John, how can people rate this podcast? So wherever you are listening to this podcast, be it Spotify or Apple Podcast or Google, go to wherever you can rate and review and give this podcast five stars, the one that you're listening to right now, and make sure that you write a little paragraph. That helps more people discover this by accident. But you can also help people discover it on purpose by leaving a legacy and sharing that with (laughs) friends and family and passing on the things that you're learning from these guys of Fearless Faith for the Finish Strong podcast. And so you can go to ffaith.org to see everything that they have to offer. They're morning cups of inspiration, and you don't want to miss a thing. Well, I want to thank uh, John and Brian and Terry. Uh, Guys, this is so much fun doing this podcast with you and to be able to leave a legacy and share our stories. And we so appreciate you listening. We hope you'll tell your friends and your family and share this podcast with others. Until next time, I'm Dan saying, leave a legacy every day, live your legacy, and always finish strong. Thank you for listening to Finish Strong. For more information about Finish Strong and Fearless Faith, check out their website, ffaith.org. Make sure that you rate and review this podcast to help more people accomplish their God-given purpose so that together we can finish strong. Finish Strong.